Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason, still in Brooklyn on this beautiful sunny day in November. It's about 70 degrees outside. It makes perfect sense in a world where climate change doesn't exist. And joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? It's rainy. It's rainy, but the sun is shining on the United States of America for now. Oh. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to tell us about some rainbows. No, there's no, there's no rain. It's just raining here. Like it's spring. So it rains for, you have like one beautiful day. That's like, oh my God, this is the greatest country on earth. And then you have like 10 days of rain. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, this is why everything is so green. And there's a million waterfalls is because this, you know, we're not on a tropical island <laughs> or on an island that just happens to be, uh, that happens to be in the Pacific. So yeah, last week it was Saturday. Uh, I think it was Saturday. Yeah. And I went to, I, I went to a taco place that I really enjoy in uh, Union Square. It was, and there was a, and the guy was telling me, he's, he's, you know, we were talking a little bit and, you know, the guy was serving me and he says, and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like the virus stuff. He's like, they're, they're out partying, going to bars in, in Jersey and their, and their uh, coronavirus cases aren't spiking. And I said, I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. And I said, well, actually they are. He's like, what they are. I said, yeah, they are. And then he, he told me that we're not going to hear about. So, and then he's like, cause you know, outdoor dining is not gonna be the same. I was like, look, man, the, I said last, I said the last few years, things are becoming more and more mild later and later. So it's so outdoor dining could be more sustainable now because, you know, I, I barely put on my winter coat until late January, or February last um, last year, if I remember correctly. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to get cold. It's going to stay cold. It's going to stay cold. And you're not going to hear about the virus after uh, after the election is done. And I could tell you what he was wrong on both accounts uh, because it's 72 though. degrees and we are hitting record highs. Of the yeah, virus but it's very interesting because, look, we're, we're talking. I mean, we're. We're, we're look we've i've been watching this election coverage since we did our last podcast on tuesday oh yeah me too right I've, I've non-stop i i'm a, i was addicted to it i couldn't pull away and cnn told you the same thing over and over again for three days it wasn't any different it was oh, just yeah, the yeah. same here's the what is it the uh the race updates or whatever they were calling it and it's just the same crap over key and over race again. alerts yeah there it goes key race alerts i've already forgotten because it's just my I'm, my brain is fried for this mm -hmm. thing yeah um but look, I mean, I don't necessarily think that he's wrong because, I mean, I'm watching videos of people in the streets who were apparently too afraid to go to the polls, um, but they're not afraid to dance in the street with their mask on. So, I mean, look. Yes, they're wearing masks. <laughs> like, that's that's partly well. But that's yeah. the thing. On CNN, they straight up called it. They said, look, they said, yeah, it's probably not good. They're not socially distanced. Good that they're mostly wearing masks. But what did they say? It's like um, like Sanjay Gupta's having like a pretty... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I and I also love the differences in these cities. Like they're showing Atlanta right now, and like you just see how black people like celebrate and party versus white kids jumping up and down. <laughs> it's just this country is a mess. Oh God, I'm so happy. Yeah, so it's we're over, so we're recording we're recording this at twelve thirty EST on November seventh, twenty twenty, the day that <laughs> the day and uh, and it was about an hour ago or maybe two hours ago that van jones cried and <laughs> i nailed it i nailed it and, i knew it was and biden and biden was declared the winner of the, <laughs> of the 20 of the oh, then van jones election. called and then he called trump thanos and it actually really made me think because i know people have made this joke before but this is literally the last four years has been that whole infinity war game that's what it is like the eve the bad guy won and it's like, well, is he actually wrong? 
Was he actually – so then you have his zealots that go, Thanos wasn't actually wrong. He did the right thing for society by getting rid of half of it. And then the Democrat Avengers came back and they and they eked out a win. So who, who's, who's Iron Man? Who did we sacrifice for this? Is it Hillary Herman Clinton? K- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Herman Cain was like the he was like the the uh, the Black Maud or whatever that dude's was. Right? What was the name of one of those end game characters? The, the squid dude. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like Ebony Maud or something like yeah. that was his name. That's that's Herman Cain. <laughs> Who do we sacrifice? Oh, dude, John Lewis. Was it John Lewis? Is John Lewis Robert Downey Jr.? Is does he did he give the final snap? It's either that or Hillary Clinton, right? Because Hillary Clinton was in space, uh, lamenting on the fact that she had lost to donald trump which was kind of what robert downey jr was right he was floating in space talking to himself that's kind of hillary clinton no because you look at you look at the people that gave him the win right and oftentimes like panther, like, right this, that whole this montage was not like panther running through all those dudes in endgame right i mean this Chad was not Bozeman, a rest in peace but that, that's that's this, that's a right this was not a victory in the sense that it was a complete referendum because we yeah the win definitely went to biden but oh by the way if you're if you're wondering we are not going to do the normal structure we'll do media therapy at the end because it's yeah. well needed, needed. <laughs> but we're we're going to be just kind of winging it this this episode kind of talk putting everything on the table here uh following up our 3 hour live you listen to all live three of those CNN hours? commentary in the last listen, episode if you listen to all three of those hours i'll give you 10 bucks if you leave a review how about Greg that? listened. Greg listened, and he did said he's he? going to review us, but he, he I don't think he did yet. Well, Greg Which might get lazy. 10 bucks. He listened to all three hours. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. He said he listened to everything. I was like, good God. Good Bless God. Greg. Bless yeah, him. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. So anyway, this is, this is not more. So I saw a post saying that more people voted for Biden than any other presidential candidate in history. You know who the number two presidential candidate in history is? Donald Trump. Greg, oh, I was going to guess. <laughs> Well, too bad. I told you. <laughs> Until it, I think Barack Obama had like nine, 69 million. But if Trump wants one thing that he beat Obama on, it was that he got more votes than him. Yeah. So what this was, this is like this is like that blackjack game of hockey that I that I often refer to where you where we won 11 to 10. Right. Yeah. It's like it's a game of attrition. And they showed up. We showed up. And at the end of the day, we we were able to eke it out. And it really was as close as the last one. A win is a win is a win is a win. But I think they could just as easily say that they had a win on their side as well because they showed up. So as far as saying, oh, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton had nothing to do with it. Hillary Clinton had nothing to do with it because she had nothing because she lost last time. And anybody who voted for Clinton last time probably also voted for for Biden this time. I would say so. If you want, but it's more about who's adding, if you want to know, going back to your analogy, who's the guy who really like rallied it and and pushed people over the edge and delivered that final blow. It's just who was able to add the most fuel to the fire. And every one of these little things does it. So that's why I said, John Lewis is a big part of it, right? Because they see him. And then all of a sudden Trump, anything that kind of spurred Trump to be more of a dick no, but I think that's my point, though, is that, I mean, look, we're going to make this in-game analogy. Like, it wasn't, it obviously wasn't just one person. Like, sure, you get the payoff at the end where Iron Man is the one who snaps his finger and he sacrifices himself to defeat Thanos. But it, the whole point of in-game was literally everyone. They brought everyone out against Donald Trump. 
And that's what happened. You can't point to one. You can't even point to Joe Biden. Joe Biden had so much help in this thing. He had all. Oh, yeah. Of this, he got what Hillary Clinton didn't get. Right. Not everyone rallied behind Hillary Clinton the way they rallied behind Joe Biden. Not with this enthusiasm. Right. I mean, there's we talked about this where like the Bernie bros, there's a ton of them that sat out the 2016 election because they were very unhappy that bernie didn't get the nomination this year took a long time to he bernie took a long long time time. to endorse clinton where immediately this time he he got so that's the point i'm making is that it's not so much that there's one person or name it's kind of making a joke of like like who who sacrificed themselves (laughs) who's gonna sort of disappear and just go the job is done right but the point is it's everybody it was all this and again this is it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because I, I stand by my point that the Democrats are are suckers and losers. I really do believe that because this shouldn't have been this close. Like just for the – I mean the rest of the world, and I say this as someone who's in New Zealand, I got more questions of how was this this close? Like really you guys didn't just complete – because the rest of the world – pretty much has already decided again if this was a global vote he would have lost by a landslide now again there's people here who agree with him there's people in new zealand it's real funny because there was someone on right me and alice watched a bit of news the new zealand coverage which is kind of like it was like the high school version of like politics of like you know we're doing a high school report of what (laughs) what's happening in america and they brought out this woman, right, who's apparently a professor of studies in, in Auckland at Auckland University of something, right? And she gets on here and she starts, she's a Trump supporter. And she gets on here and she starts saying, like, this is as Georgia was sort of going, it looked like it was going to Trump. And she's here in New Zealand telling New Zealanders how black Americans overwhelmingly voted for Trump in Georgia because of Herschel Walker. Exactly. I mean, he's a football player, right? Mm. Like, he's a football player that opened oh, came out Trump. But this is my point, right? Of like, globally, you still have this Trumpism, which is, again, this woman who's sitting here telling 5 million people in New Zealand, oh, well, you know, black people are, they're not as happy with Joe Biden as you think. Now, come to find out three days later, the entire county, Fulton County as a whole, <laughs> came out and saved this election for Georgia. Um, Philadelphia came out and saved this election for Pennsylvania. Detroit came out and saved this election for Michigan. Um, Milwaukee came out and saved this election for Wisconsin. And it was black people. I mean, look at Detroit, Atlanta, two of the blackest cities in America, other than maybe D.C. and New Orleans, right? Those are the Mm -hmm. four that you always hear about. And two of them saved Joe Biden. They 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 literally pulled him out from the gutter and saved him. Now again, you can say the votes are already cast, whatever. But the simple fact that you have these major metropolitan cities that are overwhelmingly African American saved this election. They saved it because what everyone was saying on Tuesday is: you look at George, George is gone. You look at Michigan. Oh, this is way too close. This is way too close. So it just shows that Biden didn't win this on his own. And again, I I think this is going to be a major problem because if it wasn't for the last eight months, Donald Trump would have won this election. Yeah, I don't think you can dispute that anymore. If it wasn't for what he did the last eight months, not only just the coronavirus, but the George Floyd Black Lives Matter stuff, both of those things together lost him this election. That's it. So it wasn't the impeachment. (laughs) 
right? It wasn't the, I mean, again, I, I, I want to forget about most of Trump stuff Trump did the first three years, but it wasn't about any of that stuff the first three years. This was about the last eight months. That's it. And if it wasn't for the last eight months, Donald Trump would have won again because Joe Biden is not a strong candidate. It took the entire party to push him across the line at the at the last four million of these votes. That's it. So if you're a Democrat and you're partying in the streets and you're happy, I got bad news for you. There's a good chance you didn't win the Senate. Yeah, we don't know. Right? It's all going to come down to Georgia again. And the way the results just happened here, if you can get the fire, if you could keep the fire going and they can and they can do this again, because the runoff election, I believe, might still be when I think it, Trump's still going to be in office if he doesn't resign. Yeah. So when uh, go, so again, but again, remember, 74 million vote. to 70 million. Right. His base now is more fired up than ever. Dangerously fired up, you could say, right? You you think that they're gonna just let this happen when they've been validated? Trump, the last four years of Trump, got I know he lost, but he's been validated. He got validated by seventy million people. That what Trump did the last four years, from the you know from the Mueller report to the impeachment to the virus to the. Black Lives Matter to the Tiki Torch nonsense to calling people names to how he dealt with North Korea to how he dealt with China to how he's dealt with Russia. That's all been validated. They said we want to continue this. Yeah, I, I guess I, the way the way terrifying. I see it is this it's is terrifying that to look at. Here's the here's the one benefit. Here's the one way to look at it that I. That I've kind of rationalized it in a way. And maybe this is just because I, I try to be an optimist and look at the look at the bright side of things, right? Yeah, we're, just a we're cheery and sunny guy. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just very uh I'm very try to stay positive, right? 20% of this country uh so there's there's a population of 321 million people in the country, yeah. right? 21% voted for Trump. I'd say I don't know what the percentage of those people, every one of those people that voted for Trump said either you were you're either on the same page you like everything about him you're empowered you're in the cult or you just or you had to vote for him because those are your political values and you, you're you just able to look past whatever. the nonsense you right you maybe didn't like you, his yeah you didn't like his rhetoric but you're able to look past it yeah yeah exactly like i'll eat the sandwich even if every time even even if the bread is a little moldy because yeah. it's it's the only it's the, best, it's the best sandwich i got yeah because they got avocado on the other one and i'm allergic to it so that's the that that but the way i see it is 20% are actually on board with this dude 25% got up and voted against him could be more than that could be more like who, who knows what the final count's going to be but it's going to be something like that maybe 23 24 and then the rest they just don't care i well, think no, 60% hold, hold. 60 to 50% of the country they they just don't they're they're just like done. They they just well, don't. Well, they just have no interest the in the political party. So if you have if you have a point where I'll look it up while you're talking. Because if you have a point where everybody's like, oh my god, they're going to get violent. It's like, oh, they're going to they're going to rise up. There's going to be all these other issues. Going to be other problem. I think when it comes down to it, I made the point on uh, at some point in a previous podcast where I'm just like, most people just want to live their life and they don't really give a shit about all this stuff. 
And for those people that care, you're really talking about probably 15% of this country overall, 10, 15% tops of this country really, truly get behind the guy and really like, like him. And then you have the, and then you have the rest of the people who, then you have about 20% who absolutely hate him, can't stand him. This guy's a piece of shit. We got to get him out of here. You see how he stands on the world stage. Like Rick Santorum said, he's like, you you guys might all be celebrating, but there are people who who don't want this because of all their political feelings. Cool. Got it. They're like people, not everybody's paying attention to what the president says every day. Yeah, but you know who is paying attention to what the president say every every day? The rest of the world. The people who actually control shit. The people who actually people, look at us in the in, people here and again, the world people, stage. People on the world stage are paying attention. Like New Zealand is paying attention. New Zealand cares about what happens in the U.S. There's Kiwis who live in the U.S. There's Kiwis who travel to the U.S. Obviously, they know people here who are Americans, right? So, like the rest of the world, and every single time, I, what I got the last four years, <clears throat> right? I can't hide that I'm an American. Every time I open my mouth, I'm an American, right? In a country like this, I don't, I don't have a goofy accent. Yeah, you need to. You should get that. You should try to pick that up. You, <laughs> they, live, you live with the Kiwi. You haven't adopted any Kiwiisms. Have you? No, uh, I, I, I I fight them to be honest. Had, because, like I oh, don't yeah? say I don't say garage. I don't say bin for garbage. You know yep. for it's, it's um, yeah yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of things I just don't. I haven't bought into yet. I'm fighting them. Has, um, uh, but, but wait, I'm, I'll ask this: Has has Alice picked up on any of your Americanisms? Absolutely. There you go. America that's how, you do it. That's, how that's how we take over. That's that's our global influence right there. So so real quick, just to correct you, which is what I want to do on your numbers, right? There's 233.7 eligible voters in America, right? Because remember, people under 18 can't vote. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's 89.7. So Google lied to me. All there's 87, 89.7. So you had 100 and oh, so you basically had saying. 144 okay, people who actually voted, right? Because you got 74 and 70 million. So you had 89 million people who who are eligible who didn't vote for one reason or the other. And like you said, there's some percentage of that who are people who just don't care. There's some okay, percentage so what was, of that. What was people, the total number of, uh, el- so what's the, uh, so there's 233.7 million eligible voters in America. So that's 30% of them. Yeah. Okay. But All still right. that's, that's, that's a big number, right? Cause 89.7 million Americans are more than who voted for either side who just didn't vote or decided not to vote or couldn't vote or couldn't vote because of circumstances, right? Like whatever, like however you want to define they were hospitalized due to COVID. Yes. There's some percentage of people who didn't, I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to yeah. laugh, but oh man, let, let's look at my spreadsheet, right? He won by how much in Georgia? How many, how many COVID cases are in, uh, Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, people uh, have, have who have died from coronavirus. Now, again, to be fair, a large percentage of those who've died from coronavirus are minorities and African Americans. Like, it's overwhelmingly more those people who have died from the yeah, virus. Yeah, especially than, at the beginning. Especially yeah. at the beginning. But what is it now? Yeah, again, like, you could argue, hey, Trump, if you would have actually paid attention to this, maybe those votes would have gone to you. Of people who were more willing to risk their life because they didn't believe the virus within the last, you know, four months. Right. Like you said, the first the first five months of this pandemic, you can say absolutely no one knew. Right. You were just doing your job. And the next thing you know, you caught it. And the next thing you know, you're in the ICU. And the next thing you know, you're you know, you're, you've passed away. But within the last four months, I just have totals. Known, yeah. All I have is totals. So total deaths in Georgia, eight thousand one hundred fifty six. And let's say total half hospital, of those. Yeah. Total hospitalization, thirty two thousand three hundred seventeen. So people that but that's not today. So I'm going to I'm going to try to find it today. 
So, but but look, I, th- I think the point is is that like you're right, right? Like there's there's always going to be a group of people in America who just don't believe in the system or just find it all to be nonsense. And that there's 89.7 million of them versus the 74 million that voted for Biden and the 70 mil- million that voted for Trump. Um, and that's why that's why they put Joe Biden out there because Joe Biden wasn't going to rock the boat that made enough of those people come out and go, well, I can't have that. Where enough people saw an old white guy and said, yeah, I can do that. I can't do with Hillary and I can't do with his vice president. So I'm just going to go for the old white guy. And that's kind of why they put him out there. That's why they didn't put the socialist Bernie up there or they didn't put, you know, Pete Buttigieg or they didn't go for Beto or they didn't go for Elizabeth Warren. Right. They took the safest choice. And personally, I would say that all parts of the Democratic Party came again. I, this is not a win for Joe Biden. This is a win against Donald Trump. I can. I don't care what anyone says. People voted yeah. against Donald. They didn't vote for Joe Biden. They voted against what Trump stood for. If you're a woman, you voted against the sexism and the you know the taking away of your rights. If you're a minority, you took away the racism and the you know the, they're not sending their best over here. Or hey, black people, you know I can only help those who want to help themselves. Um, or the Asian people who, you know, got told, you know, you're you're the reason why there's a virus. Like all the nonsense that Trump has said, Biden owes it to these people. He owes it to minorities and women to actually come through on these things. He cannot be a centrist. And this is what I fear is that Biden has been talking about. We need to bring the country together. And I personally argue you need to defeat Trumpism. That's it. That's 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 his only job right now. You have to weed this out. You have to become Iron Man and sacrifice yourself, even if it only means four years, Joe. You have to your job is to rid this Trumpism out of American politics. Cause Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, all these they were complicit in this. They didn't rebuke it. They were complicit in the way he acted the last four years. Because they used him. They used him. They used his base. They they were able to. They used them. They used each other. It was the system, right? Donald Trump Trump used the Republican Party. He's not a Republican. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. He'd create a party if he could. He would have ran under his own party. He probably said, do I have to be a Republican? Why can't I just be a Trump? (laughs) And they said, no, 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 man. Pick a party. He straight up said, though, Trump, he he said before he ran president, he said, run as Republican. Um, Because he said, oh, wait, maybe I'm wrong here. Because he said, this is a fact check from Reuters, but the quote has been debunked. Sorry. People, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to find it because, okay, maybe this is fake because there, there was something that he said where he said um, he would he would run as a Republican, but I guess that's not true. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, he, he, he donated to the Clinton campaign, right? Like, that's always one of the things that people point out of, like, Trump for a long time was just, again, Trump cares about Trump. And if we don't realize that by now, like, that that's all he cared about. He doesn't care about the Republican Party. And I would argue that the Republican Party cared about him, but are they going to are they going to flip? Is the Republican Party going to bail on Donald Trump, or are they going to realize that he has galvanized his base that they can still use him from afar? They can use him and his rhetoric. They can let they can support him opening up a new news channel. They can do all of these things, right? Um, so yeah, I don't. 
I don't know. And that's the terrifying part is because 74, it wasn't like 64 million or 60 million, right? Like that's more acceptable if Joe would have gotten unprecedented 80 million votes and Donald Trump got 65 million or something, right? Like that way you can go, okay, look, dude, you got 10 million, 20 million people. That's a lot of people, right? That's an over, that's an overwhelming majority in American politics to lose by 10 million, to lose the popular vote by 10, 20 million. That's not what happened. I mean, what was Obama's popular vote win? Like, how much did it? Was it the same margin? Was it four or five million, or was it more like 2012 or 2008? Either one. Doesn't matter. Uh, Let's go backwards. So, 20, well, let's look at 2008. That's that's closer to. Yeah, to what this uh, is. Yeah, 2008 election results. Open it up right now. Here we go. 2008, old Barack. Oh, John McCain. Look at you, buddy. Damn, dude, he, so good God. So first of all, he had a, Barack Obama won the electoral vote 365 to one. He crushed him. Yeah. And he won the popular vote by 10 million. Yeah. So there you go. 9.5 million. Again, that's what you consider an overwhelming victory is 9.5 million. Oh, wait, sorry. I was wrong. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm right. No, no, I'm right. Yeah, so 9.5 million. So Joe didn't, I mean, again, he got half of that. So in American politics, you can say he still kind of decidedly won, which is going to make the Trump, at this point, I think that the, the Trump lawsuit stuff is going to be hard, right? Because it's not just- Yeah, it's going to be hard because it's, be it's hard. inconsistent on a state-by-state basis. And yeah, exactly. he doesn't have any money. So he can't even, he can't even basically say, like, who's he going to pay to do this shit? I, the, the best was Jake Tapper, by the way, has been crushing it. Jake Tapper's I mean, he- <laughs> commentary has been absolutely hilarious from calling his from calling uh, uh, Trump's kids to his offspring and then calling them his spawn, which I had to explain to uh, which we had to explain to my French boss because he didn't know what that meant, which is hilarious. And then when we explained it, it was <laughs> somebody who said, yeah, it's like uh basically like insects have spawned (laughs) it's like oh yeah that's like the best way to explain it but he was saying that you had this uh this uh press conference which is like something out of fargo (laughs) which is hilarious with rudy giuliani it's like yeah all right i get it (laughs) you get it so so i i do want to say yeah yeah so i want to read this it's from the huffington post because i i listened to again i've been watching this so much i don't remember when stuff was said Um, But this is a quote from Jake Tapper. If you're upset about what you see on Fox and you have every right to be, you should check out the Twitter feed from of the president spawn because it's like rantings in crayon from someone having an LSD trip. (laughs) (laughs) And Anderson Cooper, after after Trump had his weird press conference, called Trump a obese turtle flailing in it on a hot day or something like that <laughs> on his back flailing in a hot day and he wasn't even talking about well mitch isn't obese but yeah it's like wow I, <laughs> it's like damn anderson but this is what they're going to point to this is where they're like see the media is biased the media is yes. biased and look and cnn at this point, CNN, at this point but, they are biased they are but they, CNN, I don't think they can help it i don't think they can help it because it's people it's but people. you have you're now you're you're going against a you, at this point, I think they have every right. If you, if you have a candidate who's going and constantly saying the media is the enemy of the people, and using you as a as the uh, as the representation of that enemy, then you have every right to say fuck this guy. Yeah, because the every because he does spit vitriol, and that's the thing. The policy is one thing, like Rick Santorum saying, "Oh, you know, people are upset. People are upset." Like these guys are missing the point. The guy is to people paying attention, to people with any shred of decency. We don't look at this as a 
oh, this is this is about policy. This is about that because really the policy is not really going to affect most. Uh, it, I mean, look, and from my perspective, I understand. I'm in a very, I'm in a, I'm in a comfortable place. I'm privileged. Uh, I, I got all that. I understand. But so policy is really not going to affect me, piece by piece, you know, from candidate to candidate. But it's a matter of character, which is what you know. The Biden goes around. It sounds corny, but restoring the soul was, of the nation. But yes, you have their you have a yeah. guy who is just a fire bomber. I mean, you you could say, oh yeah, uh, Democrats never let this go because he kept because uh, look at the they they never accepted the results of twenty of twenty sixteen. Look at what they did with the impeachment and the Russia investigation. Uh, you had a guy who literally said, Russia, if you're listening, please release the emails. You had weird secret meetings with uh, with uh, uh, Russian operatives. You you uh, believed Putin over your own intelligence agencies. Everything you did would warrant an investigation. And then you have him who's just going to stoke the fears of everything when you have Nazis marching in the street and they're saying, and yeah, you say good people on both sides. The thing with Trump is you could literally expect him to say the worst possible thing he could say in that moment every single time because who the hell knows why? Because it was for his base, because it would empower those, again, let's call it Let's call it 30% of the country because that's what it is based on the math of registered voters, right? So 30% of the country. It empowered them. But these guys don't see it that way. These guys are like, no one's really paying attention to what he says. They're paying attention to what he does. No. Yeah, but guess what? You got the whole package there. And this guy is what he says. And every, and it happened once, happens a couple of times. Cool. You, everybody's has a gaffe, right? Uh, I liked I liked Joe Biden from the jump because he was like the the weird, creepy uncle in like a playful kind of way, right? <laughs> there's no there's no necessarily necessarily uh, allegations of him, um, you know, sexually assaulting women or anything like that. But he def he definitely gets like that kind of uh, fun <laughs> that that kind of weird on the edge old guy in those photo ops like it was always hilarious flirting with the grandparents and uh you know when it was cool and fun but not obviously now it got to get a me too right so that comes with the gaff machine but there was never a vitriolic intent beyond anything he did and that's probably the biggest benefit that joe biden had in being the guy because he wasn't an embodiment of this socialism they could try pinning him on it but he's not that guy no he's not no he's just he is vanilla well, well that's kind of the problem is that they, yeah, they tried to come after his record because it shows that he's not a socialist. He's not super liberal. He's not. He's a moderate. He's he's a guy that has taken pride in being able to work across both sides of the aisle. That's what Joe Biden has always said. I'm able to bring people together. I get on the phone and I just call people up. That's what that's always been Joe Biden's shtick. That's why that's why Barack Obama picked him. Because every all of these racist white people were afraid this is going to be the end of our democracy because we're electing a black guy. So what does what does what does uh, Barack Obama do? He gets the most stable thing in the government he can find, <laughs> and at the time that was Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden was sort of the pillar of of American politics. He's the guy that can do both. He's you know he's right dead set in the center, and now because of the way that the left has gone very far left. Biden is seen as a moderate, but really at the time, Biden, or sorry, um, Barack Obama is seen as a moderate now, but at the time he was not a moderate. He, Joe Biden was the moderate, right? When our politics were a bit more normal, 
Well, now, you know, Barack Obama's a moderate because the far left is, you know, this socialist agenda, which, again, I just find it funny because most people don't really understand what socialism means. <laughs> so it's like socialism is going to be the end of America. And it's like, well, do you actually understand what socialism actually means? Um, because the, I would argue that, man. yeah, I would argue that America is is a, is capitalism more than it is a democracy. Um, I know it's it not can a be democracy. Both. It's not a democracy. That's and why you frankly, have these. You got the really creepy side of this thing, which is like, cool. We won at today. At this point, Democrats won. But but as this far as is this not battle, a democracy. They won. They this won is not this a democracy. Battle. The electoral yeah. the electoral co- the uh, yeah, the electoral Congress decides. Yeah, who is the president? So yeah, you could again, have unprecedented. You could have forty the, yeah. unfaithful electoral votes. Again, <laughs> you know, again, it would be very- super unprecedented. It would be against all norms. But as the Democrats are finding out, some people don't care about precedent and norms. Donald yeah. Trump's Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham that. proposed this already. Yeah, Steve Bannon has been banned from Twitter because yeah, he's saying yeah. that he would he would put the decapitated heads on the yeah. on this on spikes, head the, on spikes in, the, in front of the white house the two corners of the white house which i there's more than two corners <laughs> which two corners he picking the black lives matter street corners is the white house does that black lives matter go across in front of the white house i would i, I would put them on like diag diagonally opposed yeah, corners okay. so enough. that you cover yeah. the most ground because if you yeah. if you just do it on the same side then no one in the back is going to see it you know or vice versa so you have to if you if you only have two heads, maybe he can only think of two guys to kill. Yeah, which is surprising. I mean, because look, Trump I'm already probably, saying, he's like, I'll maybe he was saying I'll pick two guys. Trump will pick two guys, and that's how we get all the corners. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm already like you see how the rest of the world is now like the UK again. They're worried that the Brexit deal wouldn't go through, but they're saying no. This is this is going to be great. Biden actually being in here allows us to negotiate with someone who is going to negotiate fairly. Like that's coming out of the UK. Already, because people were worried about, oh no, is it? Are we? What's going to happen with the Brexit deal? And they're actually saying, no, this actually works, because yeah, no, they're saying that Biden is anti-British, but he's not, and because everyone feels that they can talk to Biden. That's it. The world feels that America now has a president that you can call on the phone and have an adult discussion with. You might not agree. He might decide to go against what you're proposing, but at least you know the conversation you're going to have is an adult one. He's not going to tweet and call you a name, right? He's not going to, you know, get to the media and, you know, sit here and talk about what an awful, nasty person you are. Biden's not going to do that. He's going to negotiate like an adult. And that's it. That's all you want. Because we're going to disagree. America's never going to agree on this stuff. America's never going to agree. Again, America, If you let's say America is a democracy, right? I strongly disagree that it's not. But let's say it's a, de- a democracy. America wasn't actually a democracy until 1965 or 1964. When they got rid of all the... Um, like with the Civil Rights Act. Well, with a lot of them. But even then. I mean, you want to know even who then. you really think? Like, you know yeah. what you think for Georgia? Stacey Abrams. Yes. Yes. Stacey Abrams, who I was convinced... And was, you know, I wouldn't have mind it because she obviously proves that she could she could get shit done is she she was going to be there was a chance that she was going to be the vice president yeah. uh, on the ticket. Right. Or the run, the running mate, I suppose. Right. And, you know, she wasn't Kamala. I like Kamala as well. I have no problem with any of these people. Right. Yeah. Um, but Stacey Abrams really like the difference between now and even two years ago 
look at that difference. Look at what you could do. So you could say up until that time ago, but even now you're still at the point where you're suppressing votes. Look at what's going on with the mail voting. There was, it's funny, I'm seeing it on both sides, right? Like I'm seeing now they could, everybody on the right is going to point to all these issues with the post office, yep. but the post office was meant to be that kind of last stand from Trump. He knew everything that was going to happen. And if he yes, didn't know it, somebody him. else who actually yep. is stupid yeah. enough, he said, you know, we knew what was going on with COVID. Most people on the right are, he can convince people on the right not to believe it. People on the left will, will believe it. And therefore they're going to vote by mail. My guys are not. Let's fuck with the mail. And he did. And that basically set up the dominoes in two ways. One, you have the situation where all these ballots kind of go, go missing, right? Which is inevitable in this stuff when you fuck with the process. And two, you get these other laws and you, you have these issues where the mail-in ballots can't be counted prior to the election. So they're going to come after election day. And then you have this, this blue shift, as they call it, right? And this is what they've been saying from the jump. This is exactly what they said was going to happen. And this is the exact window that he was able to provide to throw meat to his base, being like, we won. What do you mean we lost? We can't lose. Look, we were winning a day ago. How could you say we're losing right now? Everything has been laid out. The plan failed, which is good, but also look how close it was. Yeah. Like yeah. And again, it's it always, takes. it's always going to be, it's always going to be close. It just is. It's always going to be close because this is America and this is what's hard to explain to people overseas. So like New Zealand's headline on stuff, um, one of their biggest, bigger news websites says Trump, the great divider is conquered. Biden wins the white house. Like the rest of the world just kind of sees that, like, you know, that this, that Trumpism is a problem, but America will, like you said, will always sort of, will always be in that 10 million to, you know, what we're at now, 2 million, right, from the last election, range of votes. And I'm going to argue that America's always going to lean Democratic just because the makeup of the country. It's always going to lean Democratic, but the Electoral College keeps it fair. I know a lot of people hate the Electoral College, and I had to explain this to Alice of why they're never going to have, they're never going to get rid of it because at the end of the day, for what America is supposed to be, Right. The guy in the middle of Texas who owns a farm, who has, you know, his two closest neighbors are miles apart from each other. His district's vote in that state actually matters with the Electoral College, because if you get enough of those small guys together and their votes can. I mean, look, this is Texas to a T, right? Austin, me and you have been there. It's one of the most liberal places I've ever seen. But the outskirts of Austin are not. And so those votes actually work because as a community of Texans, they decided that we are still going to vote for Donald Trump. Now, Austin might disagree. Central Dallas County might disagree. The counties around Houston might disagree. But the rest of Texas agrees. And that's what makes this fair. Because otherwise, we are always going to lean Democratic just because of California and New York. And so this action, the system, I don't see a problem with it. It didn't work out in the favor of Democrats four years ago, right? They lost that because Michigan lost by 10,000. Wisconsin lost by 20,000. But I would say that this is why America, the system's always going to be this close. And to me, this it being this close does actually show that it's fair. And I think it was fair. I know every, and again, you probably listened to a podcast four years ago when I said it's not fair. But again, like, and I, I don't really have a side. My side is against Trump, to be dead honest with you. If the Republicans give a candidate that actually seems to have decent values and actually isn't a jerk, 
there's a good chance I might vote for him. I look at every single candidate. I looked even with Barack Obama. I looked at John McCain. I said, well, what's what is this someone worth voting for? I'm strongly an independent. Um, and this is where I think a lot of people will return to, which to me is where we want to be. There's more independents in America than there are Democrats or Republicans, but they made us choose a side this election. They made us choose a side and said, are you for or against Donald Trump? It was literally bad versus good. It was good versus evil is how, how, is how I saw this election. I didn't see this as Republicans versus Democrats. I saw it as in that's the bad team. This is the good team. I've got to be on the good team where that team might change. The Republicans might become the good team in four years. Who knows? You don't know. And so for me, this system is Lincoln fair. was a Republican. Don't forget. Yeah, the party's changed, but he was a Republican. Yes. So, like, again, this is again, I know that people people around the world listening to this and people in New Zealand specifically, this is the system is fair and it's slow. And as they say, this is democracy at work because it is right. You can see the votes coming in. You see 400 votes, 300 votes. Oh, we just got a correction. One vote. Like you, it's hard to prove that this wasn't fair. And it just happened to work out for the Democrats this time. In four years, there's a great chance that one Donald Trump comes back. Oh, he's not going away. He's not going. Why would he? He's been validated. I wouldn't go he's away a, if I were he's him. A cult leader. Are you kidding? Yes. Me? He's gonna. He, now he could actually collect the money on that merch. Yes, he can actually benefit from being a cult leader. He can spend the next four years starting a news organization, and again, like you said, um, trademarking the merch, putting the money in his own pocket, and then coming back. Yeah, it's a real possibility. So this is why I think the Democrats you need to go. And they won't, which is why they're suckers and losers, because this will just fester and Trump or Trump's son, his spawn, any of his spawn will come back and then you're going to lose the next election. If you don't stamp this out, you have to prosecute Donald Trump to the fullest extent of the law that is available to you. If they don't do this, he's going to come back in some form, maybe not him, but I mean, this is Reaganism, right? Ronald Reagan, the you know, we've been talking about Reagan for 30 years. We've been talking about Reaganism in politics for 30 years. Trumpism is going to become the new Reaganism if you do not punish him for these actions. You have to. You have to punish Barr. You have to punish Trump. And you have to go through the law. And it's possible. You can do it. State of New York is going to do it, I hope. I hope I hope people aren't going to forget about this. I hope Donald Trump keeps misbehaving because he, if he's not punished, he'll be back. How do you I think by going after those guys like that though, you're actually going to be it's a tough it's a tough nut to crack. I feel like the genie's out of the bottle, unfortunately. I know I said I was all I try to be positive and all this other stuff, but let's be real. The the genie is out of the bottle in the way that Trump is here. Trumpism has has entered. They've showed that he can bring a rallying cry like no other. He's the only reason this race was as close as it was. I don't think anybody else. You talk about those demographic shifts and who's going around. Well, he was the only guy with the uh, with the balls to Thanos. really. He's Thanos. He was, yeah, he was the only guy with the balls to rally those people, whether or not whatever their ideals is. Not he only went did around you get the and people collected who, the infinity you got, stone. He did the work. Got, he did the work. You got you maybe the, credit. You got to give him credit. He did the work. He let's did say thirty percent, twenty percent of those people, twenty percent of those people were going to vote for conservative no matter what. Right? Those are the people that voted for Romney. 10% of those people are the ones that are really getting behind this dude because of Trump. He's the guy who imparried 
who validated all their underlying beliefs about who's taking back this country. The they're going to take our jobs, people, right? The the how do we? Who's the other? All those people, right? The yep. I knew they were socialists all along, and you know, even flat earthers, whatever, fuck it, you know, any of those things, all of them, all but, of them. Yeah. But bringing all of them together and giving and empowering them to come out and giving them a real team, and that team happened to be the conservative side, right? Yeah. Just so be, yeah. they didn't, they didn't, they voted for the exact opposite reasons. They didn't vote for it because of policies. They voted because of him, because of him, and he's the yep. guy that's fighting for them, even if it made yes. no sense yeah. whatsoever. It's just, and it was a means of shaking things up because the, because finally the government doesn't work. Says it like it is. There's some, finally a, someone who doesn't just say the political speak. There's someone who talks like me. Yeah, I don't need a company man. I need like like Hillary Clinton. I need a I need a guy who's bankrupted multiple companies. Yeah, that's what I need. That's that is the that's what they're voting for, and those people have basically and, and conservatives basically hitched their wagon to them, and they are here to stay. They're here to stay, and how do I know that? Because you basically have a literal Nazi in in Congress now. You have multiple people who have uh, who believe QAnon. Although with Trump's defeat, maybe this will be the end of QAnon because none of that shit actually happened. No one's been prosecuted. Remember, lock her up. That didn't happen. All those bullshit conspiracy theories didn't happen. But the damage has been done. The beauty of a conspiracy theory is you can always find another way to do it, right? You can always find another way to justify the ways. Like f- fiction writing is very easy at a, at a certain point. Writing here, an ending is very difficult. Here's why you can't. Here's why you have to go after Trump, right? Is because you're going to force the Republican Party to make a decision. Are you gonna Are you gonna hang on to this dude? Are you going to hang on to him or are you going to try and rebuild yeah, your party with his new – with his? are you going to try to take his supporters to vote for whoever your next candidate is, right? Because that's – again, the Republicans, you need these people. You need – the people Jason's talking about, you need them. They might not stick with you if Trump goes away. Yep. If you throw up uh, Ted Cruz, if you throw up uh, Rick Santorum, any of these guys, the names that you used to, the fringe guys, like the Pete Buttigieg of the Republican Party, right? The Marco Rubios. If you throw one of those guys out there and Trump's rally supporters come up talking about lock her up, are you going to follow in his footsteps? Are you going to find the next Donald Trump if it's not him? Otherwise, he holds your party hostage when he's not in power, like not an actual political power for the next four years. Your leader is Mitch McConnell. Trump's gone. Your leader in actual political theater is Mitch McConnell. So Mitch has to make a decision. And this is why if you're the Democrat, you press on the gas. You you tie him up with thinking about what do I do? Do I do I send Trump off into the ocean and sacrifice him and find me another guy who's going to follow my ideals? Or do I hitch myself to this wagon in hopes that he comes back? So that's that's why Democrats just forget about this. Mitch McConnell will just be quiet, right? He'll just be quiet. He'll be quiet and do what what he's done behind the scenes all along, right? Mitch has been doing this just as long as Joe Biden has. And so he's going to keep pulling the strings. He's got the Supreme Court. He's most likely going to get the Senate. He still has power. So that's why you have to force him to think about a non-sitting former president. You have to push the gas. You have to basically you've got to you've got to make them sacrifice Trump. They've got to kill him. And that way the Trumpers look at this and go, 
oh, the Republicans didn't save him. The Republicans didn't save him. They go to Mitch. Mitch, what are you going to do about former President Trump being indicted? No comment. That's what you want. You want Mitch McConnell to back away from Trump because if he doesn't, they're going to keep that, let's say, 20, 30 million of the foaming at the mouth base who's just going to who's going to go to these rallies. Right. He's going to become Dave Chappelle. You just send him out there to your city and he just riffs for an hour. Exactly. He gets up there. He talks about he's going to be a prop. He's going to be a prop, but only if the Republican Party co-ops that prop. If they don't, he's just a guy doing a tour making money. And then he just he he die, he goes away because the Republican Party moves on and they find new candidates. And then you have to tell people, hey, so here's our new guy. He's not Trump. And we kind of killed Trumpism. Who are you voting for? You have to make a choice now. Are you going to jump on this bandwagon or are you going to go with the socialist bandwagon after the last four years? So you need to force either that or these people don't vote. And then the Republicans still lose. Right, they're the Republican Party is about to be where they were with Barack Obama four years ago, where the Democrats still they still have this problem where it was like, well, who are people going to vote for if Barack's gone? And obviously, it wasn't Hillary Clinton, right? And they just sneak by with Joe Biden. They just sneak by with Joe Biden, and Joe Biden, I would say, is Obama adjacent, right? He trotted Obama out there and said, "Hey, Obama, get out here and and you know rally up your people to come vote for me," because that's what happened, right? Yeah, well, they tried with Hillary Clinton as well. It didn't work for her. It didn't work. So, but again, but Donald Trump's more polarizing. Donald Trump, I would say, has more followers, like more more rabid followers who are going to sort of come out. And again, Obama had fans, but Obama's followers are not Donald Trump's followers. No. No one's out here buying Obama merch. Not anymore. Obama's just, hey, he was a great president. He's still, some people say, oh, he's still my president. But that's it. So, yeah, look, I, I think it's interesting. To me, watching the Republican Party, I think they're going to back away from Trump because I think they see it. And that's why if I was a Democrat, I, w- I would I would right now, I'd be getting my legal team to go, you know, all that crap that he swept under the rug? Bring it back. We're going to prosecute the hell out of him. He's going to jail. We're going to put him in jail. We're done. No. I, I again, if I, was, if I was the Democrats, I would go full force because his followers aren't in power. They don't mean anything anymore. They don't mean anything. Force them to make a choice. Are you really going to stand by this dude who's not president anymore? Really? You, 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 you're willing to die for him. All right. Let's see it. Let's see it. Look, let the let the legitimate cases play out. I think, um, you know, you're not just going to go and be like, put him in jail. The, he's got go pending you suits. Have to. You, you, you've got to pull no. all, up, all, all no, the, no, the, the no, impeachment no, no, stuff. No, no. This is, you have to. This you is the problem. This, this is the problem. This is how you lose. And you lose and maybe maybe you're right. But the other thing is that not just losing in the near term, but losing in the long term, because the message that I do like about Biden is that is that, you know, healing the divide and there is a way to do it. That's not the way to do it. And you need to you can't be because those people aren't going away. And the moment you do that, the moment you put Trump in jail. He, you are empowering his people even more. This is this like is why every Democrats every action has an equal and opposite reaction. This why this is why the Democrats continue to lose because you, where's your next Donald Trump? Where is it? They don't have one. Trump has done criminal. Donald he's Trump. done. He's done criminal things. If the answer is to make things better, but you jail. don't. You make things. You make things better by winning those those battles. No, no, in no the government. that's what I'm saying. You don't. You, you don't go after it by. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you don't. You don't push the the policies through that are actually going to help the country, right? Like really, 
you can't push him through. Creating, you, creating you can't jobs, push him but, through right now. You can't. Mitch McConnell's still in charge. You cannot push it through. So you're going to be deadlocked for the next four years, and the story is going to be a recessing economy. The stock market's at its lowest rates ever because it will be because of the coronavirus, right? That That's a given. The economy's already in a recession. People are going to lose more jobs, and Trump will be able to stand up there and go, see, what happened when I left office? So we were going your, great. Your solution, your solution is to put him in jail. What does that do? He's done criminal things. You can put sure. it. It's not just it's not just lock him up because you don't like him. It's that Donald Trump and in his administration have done criminal acts. If right, he wasn't doing president, it? who's doing it? The state of New York. His tax right, that, the man's tax returns. Right. So New York will do that. Let the so process play out there. I'm not saying don't if there's legitimate crime there. I'm just saying that can't no, be a platform no, position. No, no, that's my point though. Is that if there is no, but again, I think you have. I think you have to say we are going to investigate this past administration. You have to root this out. If you let it fester, it will come back. And that's the problem: is that if it comes back, the Democrats are going to lose again. Because if it comes back, you're going to have four years of a recession that Donald Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or Ivanka Trump or whoever else they're going to trot out there that's part of this family to say, see what happened? See what happened when we let them cheat and win? See what happened? You lost your job. You're losing the economy. The stock market is as low as it's ever been. That's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to come back. And you have to prove that all of the wins over the last four years were illegitimate. Because there's proof that they were. I'm not just, again, I'm not doing the Hillary locker up. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. I'm saying you need to look at what he's done because for the last four years, the media that we are supposed to be trusting has told us that Donald Trump has done criminal acts. No one said that about that Obama's actually done criminal acts. They talk about the drone strikes and they, again, they what about Benghazi? They've investigated these things and they weren't able to prosecute them. I believe that there's grounds to prosecute Donald Trump and the people in his administration for obstruction. He's been impeached. Barack Obama was never impeached, and Barack Obama didn't have control of the House and the Senate. And they couldn't impeach him. There's nothing to impeach him on. So that's my point, is that you've gone down this road of already impeaching him, of saying that the president has done something against what the president is allowed to do. You've already done that, and you successfully impeached him. There's, there's, there's criminality here. And if the Democrats decide to just forget this because it doesn't help heal the nation, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. And this is why the Demo- – and this is why – again, this is why I begrudgingly vote Democrat because they're suckers and losers because this is how they act because they'll come back in four years and Donald Trump will be your president again in 2024 if you don't root this out. He will. He'll come back. He's going to come back either way. And if it's not him, it's going to be his kids. And if he's in prison and his kid is running – if and, you can prove and he, that and he's you get a video done, from him in an orange jumpsuit saying, "Yeah, vote for Ivanka because because if she were my daughter, I'd date her." He said that before. But if you know, look, but look, 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 I'm saying all that might happen, but you're not going to go away. It's gonna not going to stop. But you're going to force the Republicans to make a choice, and it's going to be much easier to make that choice if Donald Trump just goes on a on a victory tour for the next four years. It's easy for Mitch to say, "Yeah, he did cheat." That's right. No one's ever proved that he hasn't. Right? No one's ever proved that Donald Trump hasn't done these things, so we can hitch our wagon right back to that Trump bandwagon. You have to force the Republican Party to make a choice. Are we the party of Trump, or are we going to rebuild our party into actual Republican values? Those values still might be anti-abortion. They still might be anti-LGBTQ right. They still might be some of these things that the Democrats don't agree with, 
But it's not going to be the nonsense of Trump with foreign affairs and his dealings with Russia and the bots and all the things we've been talking about for four years. If the Democrats just decide to forget about this because they won, I'm done with the Democrat Party. I am. I'm finished with them because there's no point. You're going to vote for Ivanka? No, again, I'll be a Kiwi citizen by then. There's no point. America's done. If If you don't actually punish people who get into office and they're criminals. You have to punish them. If you don't, then you look at all the black people who look around and go, hey, so I I do something illegal and I go to jail. Donald Trump does something illegal and he gets away with it. Why should I vote for you, Democrats? You guys are you guys are chumps. You okay, guys won't through. do what's necessary to get rid of things like white supremacy. You won't do what's necessary to get rid of things like people who hate gay people and transgender people because you just want to be moderates. You just want to be in power. You have to make the difficult decisions and punish these people. And they won't. They're going to do what you said. And that's why they're going to lose. They're going to lose in four well, years. It's done. The, the state, the uh, New York state will will investigate. They'll do all that stuff. They have all that stuff pending. So he will have to likely testify and probably even face all the these you know, sexual harassment claims going up against him, too. So he'll he'll do that. But honestly, I think the best course of action is to ignore it. Let him go away. No. Like, let him no. just disappear. Because <laughs> anytime you away. speak He's out against it, away. then then you empower the other side's notion of being like, well, that's this is what they're doing. They're going after us. They're, they, they always just hated him. They're just going. They're not focusing on the American people. They're just focusing on this guy that they hate. Like, the there's a it's a risky play that you're talking about. And the fact that that worked for them is because there's, like you said, there's less of them than us. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't, if you, if you I don't think we this, get riled up over, over if going you, after political If, if you don't, don't have know. the same, if you don't keep up this same momentum to root out Trump, right? Because you just did it, right? I'm watching, I'm watching this on my laptop. We, we have gotten, they've, the American people barely, have gotten rid of Donald Trump. Barely. barely. People are missing the point that's, that 70 million, if we, that's the my popular point. vote was won in two states. The actual election was won by about 100,000 people. That's my point, though, is that it's a very, it's risky such game. a small amount. It's such a small amount that if you just ignore it, it's not going away. It's not going to go away. And so you have to make people realize, hey, what he was doing, there was a lot of cover up here. There was a lot of criminal activity that he lied to you about. People, yeah, So let it go. But that, that shouldn't be the cornerstone of a of a Democratic administration. I, I, no I absolutely way. think I think in the first year it should be because, quite frankly, again, you're going to get blamed for the recession. You're going to get blamed for the economy dropping. You're going to get blamed for job loss. You're going to have to make the tough decisions about locking down the country again because of the virus. You're going to be making he tough will, decisions. He will be there when the when the virus is over. He will be there when the vaccine is rolled out. He'll be there when we get to the point where we don't have to go out wearing masks all the time. Biden will have that guy. He, he will have that to his to his name no matter what trump would have had it if he won biden will have it now and he could say that because of me you know i made sure that the rollout of the vaccine was smooth and all these other things right and Again, he could talk about recovery because it's going to be an upswing all these you, other things now he it's you, the same argument that obama had he's literally in the same state different variables that obama was in in 2008 i'm telling you if you if the democrats just decide if the democratic party just decides to let this go that they're going to lose in four years Plus the I, the I, whole premise that I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now, there is there is no way Biden runs for a second term. No, no th- and that's way. the other part, right? No He's not way. gonna. I mean, again, he'll and be I, what eighty one, eighty two. You want to talk about the real way we fuck this up? Is who runs is the Democratic primary? That's what's gonna fuck this thing up. Unless they say Kamala, you're the lady. That'll be the biggest question. What happens? Or 
if Biden if, or if the conspiracy is true and from the on the right side where it's just like, oh, he was just there to go in, then he's going to then he's just going to retire and hand it over to Kamala and she's going to run it. That's um, that's what I've heard from a few people or or he'll just die. I don't know, because he's so old. <laughs> and if, look, and my, my we'll point is, is that if you let Trump. It's a better question. Just, what happens if, if Trump dies of like a heart attack in the next four years? Again, if anyone dies, then of course everything changes. But I'm saying this thinking that both these guys are going to be alive. And what you can't have is Trump just sniping. For, you can't have him being the president for half the country from the sidelines, from a TV network, from rallies, right? You can't let Trump just continue to be president because he said he's not leaving. And while he might leave the White House, that doesn't mean that he's still not going to, again, what, what what did Obama do, right? Obama went away, right? Obama didn't come out when Trump was president and just say, "Hey guys, I'm still the president," right? You guys, hey, let, let's have a chat. I got my, I'm on TV every Monday and I'm talking. Well, he was rolling with the on. with the Virgin guy on, on his island, right? Yeah, but that that's kind of my point, right? Is that the Democrats respect the policy, they respect the democracy, they respect all of these things. And what you're saying is exactly what the Democrats will do because that's respecting the process and the democracy. It's forgetting about the last guy. We're not worried about the previous administration. We're worried about making things better. That very clearly doesn't win you elections. Well, because they don't fight where it matters. They don't fight in the – they worry about democracy. They worry about diplomacy and all these other things when it comes to getting through policies that will actually help people. That's where they really need to stick the fight to people, Making making a good plan to you know, to build more renewable energy and get people out of and get people's minds off coal while you're making you're your jobs. Be deadlocked. Actually, you're gonna remember be... all the infrastructure weeks that uh, that Trump's had actually doing real infrastructure planning, because that's what's going to work. You know, tax, but it does tax, work, but it doesn't changes work. are going to are... tried to do this and the Republicans stopped him. But that's it where you play dirty. That's where you play work. dirty. You don't play dirty by saying I'm going to imprison the and last president. That's not. Won't. That's not. And they won't. A policy. They, they won't play that's, dirty. They won't. And again, the Democrats. This is why, again. I'm looking at history. This is why the Democrats keep. I get losing it. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing there. I'm just saying I'm not going to. I would not go at the. I would not say as a cornerstone of my policy. Let's imprison Donald Trump. That's crazy. No, and again, that's not. That's I'm, no. I'm saying we need to punish the previous administration. We need to make sure that what happened the last four years will never happen again. We need to remove power from the presidency. We need to do these things to make sure that what happened the last four years cannot happen again. Whatever it takes. That's it. That's the cornerstone. If I was president, that would be my cornerstone. I'd get up there and I'd say, look, we are going to work with the other, the, the other side that wants to work with us. But if they don't, it doesn't matter. We are going to investigate the previous administration. We are going to, we are going to investigate the things that they tried to dismantle. And we will punish them to the fullest extent of the law if that option is available to us. We need to make sure that what happened between 2016 and 2020 is a blip on the history of America because that is how we destroy democracy. And we are here to make sure that democracy, can, that we'll never push that limit again. Never. Anyone who thinks that you can come in here and be Donald Trump will be denied. And we are going to make that the cornerstone of our administration. That's what I would do. If you go in and just do what Obama did, because again, to me, Obama didn't go far enough. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. Obama did this centrist crap. And what happened? We got Donald Trump as, as a reward for eight years of Barack Obama. We got Donald Trump as a reward because the guy was he was upset that Obama said he'd never be president. And yet he was able to win. You can't have that again. You can't. And if they and if Democrats do not make this that they do not make this one of their strongest points of their administration, they will lose in 2024.
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, the old old hat didn't work. You got a you got an old vanilla white guy. I think you have a really interesting mix, and we're in a much different place than we were four years ago. I don't really you're have in a much more volatile space. You know, space yeah, where people exactly. are, are willing and to burn down your cities. Yeah, and that's why I think it's the first thing you need to do is put the fire out. And, and I think you put know, the fire out by actually going after Trump. I really do. Trump's the problem. It wasn't the American people. Trump was the problem. Trump incited this violence. Trump didn't denounce it. Trump came up talking about he's the law and order president. All of this nonsense, right? That was Trump. That wasn't policy. That wasn't right. working I'm working not, across I'm not the aisle. And, but I am. again, the Republicans don't have policy. He didn't have a policy. Those people are activated, though. Look at what look at what social media is doing now. It's empowering those people more than anybody else. Like that's the thing, and now they will be stuck in that circle. So those people are going to continue to be empowered, and Again, anything but, but you do against them is going to empower their media. points. I'm just saying. But both sides yeah, I, are I agree 100. But that's why there has to be a way to break them out of that cycle. And, 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 and to me, putting, it's, putting it's, Trump it's, in jail is not is not going to do it. And, and to I, me, I it's you showing them that law and order works both ways. To me. Law, law and order is not just for black and brown people. Law and yeah, order he broke, is, is he, for the I am not disagreeing. He broke the law, put him in jail. Let the, the process will play out. And if he goes to jail, like I think I said it before, that he, he might be as a result of uh, of New York State, whatever. Um, find out why he didn't show his taxes, even though he kept saying it. This is the four-year audit, so to speak, <laughs> right? Like what, the, like, what the fuck? Like, you have all these people. You, you have this activated group of people who are not rational. And I can say that with 100% confidence that they are not rational people. How do I know that? Because of what I just said. He's under audit. He's under audit. That's why we haven't seen his taxes. Well, if they tax, they're going to find all these holes and things. He can't decide his own. He couldn't tell you what his favorite flavor of milkshake is. All right? The guy is not like a rational person. He lies all the time. Everything is coming. What about that health plan that he was talking about all the time? I'm going to get rid of Obamacare. I'm going to make it better. All right. You had four years. You had the whole Congress on your side. You've done nothing, absolutely nothing. And that means jack shit to these people. So, you know, I'm looking I'm looking at a post right now on Facebook from somebody. This is a guy who I actually uh, went to elementary school with. You have too many Trump supporters on your Facebook feed, by the way. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> no, I call them out. It's not, believe me, it's not the majority of the posts, but I think Facebook's algorithm knows that I'm stopping to read these things. It's interesting to know how the other side thinks, and this is what they think. These are the people. This is what they see. This is what they believe. I'm going to read this. It's a little long, but bear with me, okay? And and, and, and real, real quick, before you start, what I'm going to tell you is I've known how the other side thinks. As being an African-American, we've known how this other side thinks. This is not new to us. It's new to white people. White people are surprised that racism still exists. The rest of us have known this. So as you read this about policy and things that aren't fair and socialism, again, the African Americans and the and the majority of the Hispanics and Latinx, not including di- different again Cubans and some people from other countries who are refugees, are different, right? But the majority of minorities realize this exists. All of this stuff with Trump is a shock to you, as a white person. It's a shock to you. I've known this. This is not new to me. But yes, read, please do. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to leave. By the way, this is written in one big ass paragraph. <laughs> so they I'm don't just like going to leave on their post, do they? And lots of they do towards the end. I'll I'll tell you where the break is, and then there's only like a few sentences left. I'm just going to leave this right here. All of you who voted for Biden better own it for the next four years. If he wins, it's looking like he may. This is wrote, written 49 minutes ago. He will. 
it's not May. I don't I don't want to hear you complain about your taxes going up or gas prices doubling. I don't want I don't want you to complain when your health insurance costs go up even further than they already are. Don't complain when you bring home less on your paycheck because you're being penalized for climate justice. Don't complain when you lose your job because 11 million illegal immigrants suddenly became legal and your employer decided to hire someone at a lower wage. Don't complain when your job is just outright eliminated because the because the minimum wage is too high and your employer can no longer afford to stay open or even pay you. Don't complain when your automotive job is eliminated because it's shipped back to China. Don't complain when interest rates double, maybe triple, and homes, automobiles aren't as affordable as they used to be. Don't complain when your stocks and 401k take a hit. Don't complain when we are locked into more endless wars in the Middle East. Don't complain when your otherwise safe communities are overrun by crime and start resembling Chicago. Don't complain when the educational system goes down. You obviously didn't vote your pay check or your future. You voted your feelings. Unfortunately, facts don't care about your feelings, and you will soon, sadly, learn this under a Biden-Harris administration. This is not a debate anymore. Just own it. That's the end of the first paragraph. Now, these are all single lines. Quote, oh, here we go. I copied this from somebody because from someone because it's spot on. Someone, somehow, everything mentioned above will still be blamed on Trump. Uh, oh, I... Oh, and I'd like to add, don't complain about de Blasio and Cuomo either. A vote for Biden is a vote for them. Don't understand that one. First of all, de Blasio and Cuomo hate each other, hate each other, constantly arguing with each other. Nobody likes de Blasio. Nobody. If you if you make a comment to this post, you will get a res- you will get a response. So just read and let it you will not get a response. So just read and let it sink in. <laughs> That's what they think. That's what they think. And that's honestly what Fox News tells you. All these things are going to happen, right? All these things are going to happen. You're going to lose you're you're going to lose a, a penny on the dollar because because you're trying to make the air possibly more breathable. Well, fuck you, man. Fuck you for making the air more breathable and costing me a penny or two. <laughs> like Look, that's, that's half, what they think. Half and again, here's the thing, right? They're going to think that regardless. I'm cool if they think that, right? Like what he said I've known as long as I've been alive. That's how that's how a good majority. Oh, sure. That's a that's how a good that's how a, a, a you know, I'm not even gonna say a majority It's not a minority either. That's how half of the country thinks about minorities and women and these policies. Right. And, it, and to me, that's not going to change. That's who America is. America was founded on the backs of slavery. Right. Like, let's just let's put it out there. That's that's what it is. And they're always going to this country was founded illegitimately in the first place. We, do we expect them to change in 400 years now? Okay, so it's not going to change, but, but, right? Because this happened with George W. Bush, this happened with Ronald Reagan. They were adults who went through and pushed through these policies and did it legally, without the rhetoric, without inciting white supremacy. Look, I assume, I assume Joe Biden's, a, a, you know, has some type of white supremacist roots because he's a white man in America, he's right? Fucking eighty if years I old. Go back to, old as shit. <laughs> That, that's my point. If I go back through his history, Joe Biden's done things that I would say are are racist in tone. I would say that Joe Biden's ancestry probably owned slaves. Like I, I, I Kamala went it. after him for something like that. The yes. uh, the busing thing, which I still don't. Th- really this understand, is my but. point, right? Is that we just assume, and again, black people, and I'm saying this is a minority of saying people, and again, if he dismisses Atlanta, Detroit, Milwaukee, you know, Phoenix, that's rapidly changing. If he dismisses these people and does not say, hey, look, we need to outright rebuke 
the things that Donald Trump said that were past the general divisiveness of policy, right? We're never going to agree on policy. What your friend said is he's going to believe that. Regardless. Not my friend. Not my, it, let me be clear. Not my friend, just guy on Facebook who I'm, who I'm friends with. Whatever. Difference. Very different. Whatever. Fine. You can make it different. Whatever. The guy. I that's, know, I'm not. Why? I'm not going to. I'm going to make it different. I'm just saying. I, this is not somebody. I haven't talked to this guy in. Shit, I don't even think I talked to him in elementary school. It's just, Again, you can keep making excuses, but these people are in your life. I don't right? take them off because I like to see they exist. But again, <laughs> my point is, is that you like to see that they exist. I've known that they exist. I walk through my life knowing that these people exist. I, I'm never, I, I don't pretend that everything is fine. It's always going to be this way. So that's kind of my point. I'm trying to say this from the other side of this is where people are going to say, you know, Donald Trump came out and said some real hateful things. And if we just pretend that that just didn't happen the last four years, you're pretending that you're doing what everyone else has done, which is just pretend that racism doesn't exist. Pretend that sexism doesn't exist. Pretend that these inequalities don't exist because black people were killed under Obama's administration. They were killed under George Bush's administration. They've been killed since the beginning of American history. And if Joe Biden does not come out and rebuke, there's fine people on both sides because there's not fine people on both sides, in my opinion. There's people who hate me just for existing. We've got to end that. Period. And then we can get to the policy because the policy is we're going to debate about policy for 400, 500, 1,000 years as long as America's going to exist. If you do not root out the hate, it doesn't matter what policies you put in place. It does not matter. We've been trying to put in policies for equality since since World War II, basically, and we're still not there. That's almost 100 years ago. We're not going to get there overnight in this administration, but what you can do is you can let people know we don't, what white supremacy is dead. We're killing it. It's done. We are going to go put forth everything we can to make sure that white supremacy and white terrorism does not exist. Trump co-opted all that stuff. He co-opted, you know, kidnapping and killing the governor of a state. Are we really just going to let that go and not look into that and just go, oh, well, it's time to get back to policy. Really? Because if you do, you're going to you're going to lose the minority vote. You're just going to lose them. They will never vote for you again. You've been given a mandate to take on social issues. We did not vote for Joe Biden strictly for policy. We voted for him because of social issues issues. And if they don't tackle these and prosecute those who are doing illegal acts in the process, I'm done. And I think a lot of people feel the same way that I do of saying, we saved your ass. You owe us this one. Joe, you owe us this in these cities, Atlanta, Detroit, Phoenix, Milwaukee, these changing demographics are going, you owe us. We we got you a presidency that I'd argue you probably didn't really deserve. How do you do it though? That's the question. To me, you go after these pol- you go after the Stephen Millers and these policies that have put that have been put in place, and you start to dismantle them, and you see if they were criminally put there in the first place. If you see that there's been collusion, if there's been foreign governments, if there's been collusion with Russia, you go through all of these avenues that we've been talking about for four years, right? And you see if there's any legality into this, and if there is, you punish and you prosecute fully. You don't just overlook it and just go, well, yeah, he was talking to Russia, but he's gone now. So let's just get back to You do it if there's a crime. You do it if there's a crime. I'm just saying. I'm not not saying you don't. Which is what I'm saying. I'm not saying you just do it and you make up stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you have the right to be be an asshole. 
what did, you don't what forget. Did Steven, what did right? Stephen Miller do? He remember he's the creepiest fuck on the in the White House, right? He's creepier than Donald Trump because he doesn't say anything. And when he does say something, it's some of the weirdest shit you've ever heard a person say, right? Like that guy. That guy's like a. I, I could see that dude running for something, and it's just going to be awful, right? But I don't think he's done anything illegal. I don't. Again, I don't know though. Again, but is I that what you do? Again, the first thing you know. do is investigate your your former opponent that that's yes. an awful yes. precedent to me no, to me again, no again we spent no four way. years of denying precedent we spent four years of throwing precedent away why right. stop so now? you created new precedent of in of investigating your former then then you're fucked this place is Criminal, fucked moving forward again, i cannot again, disagree already, more again, with this again, tactic if there's already and, 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 lawsuits and again, on the table my, because evidence of a crime you investigate but otherwise you can't just decide first day going after these fuckers look, like, jesus my Here's my point is that this is why I again I don't look at this as a win. I, I think America's done, if you want my honest opinion. I think this election just proves to me of why I I, you know, I miss home. I don't miss living in America. I don't at all. At all. America is not this great promised land of opportunity. You can make a lot of money in America, right? That's what I've realized, right? We've equated, you know, greatest opportunity and, and, and you know, America is the land of where anything's possible so you can buy a bigger TV, right? It's hard to realize that when you're in it because you say, yeah, my wealth, this is, but it's just so you can buy more crap, right? Like what is true success in America? The fact that you can buy a video game system on a whim? Is that how we're judging success now of how whether or not America is the greatest country in the world is that we can buy stuff? Because that's what it that's what it is when you're outside of it. You start realizing like, oh, that's all it is, is that Americans have more buying power. So they just buy more crap. And that's how you judge your success. The rest of the world doesn't see this at all. The rest of the world doesn't work this way. America is its own 350, 360, 370, almost 400 million bubble. The rest of the world does not operate the way that America operates. What just happened with Trump to that level is not possible unless you're in communist China or you're in Russia. And the fact that, again, what you're saying, you can disagree with it, but this is why America is going to be in this cycle forever. And why they'll never fix these problems because they aren't willing to actually root out these problems. They're not willing to do it. There's too many. And this is one of the things that people don't read with the rest of the I Have a Dream speech is when Martin Luther King starts talking about white moderates. Because white moderates don't want to blow up the system because it will take money from you. You won't be able to buy that 70-inch TV that TV screen anymore. There's a possibility that your buying power won't be what it was in America, but we're going to make this place a better place to live because that's what the rest of the world is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't And I don't this is why I look at this, this and stuff. I go this is but again, this is why I look at this and I go if you do not do this and you just forget what happened the last 4 years and try to move on from it, it's never going to go away. It'll be back in some form, and it might be back in a smarter form, which is the real terrifying part. Trump was an idiot. What happens when you get a guy who's Trump but not an idiot? You get Hitler. Really? And then what do you do? Oh, well, oh, there's just one guy. We gotta, we're going to keep doing this same cycle again where it's just we pick sides and we pay ping pong back and forth until the country falls into the ocean? Or are we going to actually try and solve some of these issues? And by and by solving some of these issues, it's it's trying to say, hey, Republicans, next time you want to next time you want to dance, pick a candidate that's not that, because if you pick a candidate that's that, we're going to prosecute him, because what he's doing 
and the things that he's done, if they are illegal, we're not going to just let them slide. And that's my point. If you just try to, because look, a lot of people are exhausted. A lot of people just want to want this to end, right? Good. Trump's done. I don't want to hear his name again. Let's just forget about him. Let's forget about that happened. No, you cannot forget. Never forget. This is 9-11. Do never forget. You cannot forget what Trump has done to this country. You cannot. If you forget what he's done to this country, it's going to repeat itself. And the next time it might actually end it. It might be the end of this country the next time you elect a Donald Trump. Might be. Because I don't think, again, I, I, people boarding up things. And, yeah, because people are pissed off enough that this place probably does need to burn down. Probably should have burned it down after slavery was ended, to be dead honest with you. Because, again, America is founded on the backs of other human beings. So your country is founded. Yeah. And he co-opted I, it. He co-opted the hate. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't disagree. So, so, again, that's my position. If Democrats decide to forget about this and you want to go back to playing politics, good luck getting black people to vote for you again. They won't they won't save you next time. You got you got one chance to fix this. And if you don't actually fix this and put in policies in place, like, sure, go the policy route. But you better make sure these policies get through. I don't want to hear, oh, the other side, Mitch McConnell wouldn't let us do it. So it's their fault. No, no. You better find a way. Trump found a way. You better find a way. I don't care what it, even if you got to do some of the stuff he did, you better find a way to push this stuff through. Because if you want to play politics and reach across the aisle and Mitch McConnell's going to stonewall you and filibuster, you better get rid of filibuster. You better pack the court. You better do all this crap that you've been talking about. And then if you get up there and do nothing, you'll never get these votes again. They'll, they'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're in Georgia, vote. But I, Yeah. I don't disagree with the with what has to happen. I just disagree with the methods that you're proposing. And Again, I don't and those, I and I don't and I'm not saying if you have door if you have uh, option A, option B of option A is what they did do, option B is what you're proposing. I'm proposing an option C, which is just like Trump was a a new type of force in this country, I'll say, because we've definitely seen it in other places. Uh this is we we need something new again to really to really shake it up and get people on the same page, because where we're going they right now, if we, we keep going, we didn't I'd, just vote for new though. We voted no, for the establishment. I, you right? squeaked out a vote for this. I'm just saying, and you, there's a little bit of new and there's a little bit of old, and that well, there's I mean a little bit of really old. I'll say, wow, <laughs> easy, easy joke, very old, very gray, very wrinkly. It's tough to get a Joe Biden should keep the glasses on all the time. Keep yeah, the aviators yeah, on tough, all the time because yeah, once they come off, yeah. once once those glasses come off, there are 20 years added to that face. Before, when they're on, it's very ambiguous. Also, only shots from the front because when you see those old spots on the back of his head, it's like, oh shit, you are old. You are old as fuck. <laughs> look, look, man, we we no, don't. And, and look, I like Biden. I still, I still have in 2012. I had a hockey team called Obama Seals. All right, I have that jersey. And uh, and I got Biden on the back of my jersey. All right, I liked Biden before it was cool. All right, so deal with it. And but look, but though, he look, is still I'm, old I'm as gonna, fuck. <laughs> but here, here's my point, though. And I'm going to tell this to first you. Thing, oh, dude, here's what they should do. Ready? First thing they should be doing in Congress: pass an age maximum for president. <laughs> Moving forward, well, you cannot you be make older. Sixty-five. Uh, I'd make it 70. You can't be older than 70. Yeah, you can't be older than 65. 
That's because older than 70, you'll point, get people yeah. to buy into it. You'll get people to buy into it if you say not older than 70. 65 yeah. is too but young that, now. That's people live right? to be in their compromise. 90s pretty easily now. So like it's 70. Yeah, but at this point, I why I just don't understand. I don't trust somebody. I get why Joe Biden. Joe, Joe Biden actually seems like a legit good dude. Like I think he has all the good intentions in the world. Really? Exactly. And that and that's why it's so refreshing. Versus Donald Trump. Because, yeah, policy-wise, you look back, it's vanilla. But he generally comes across as a as a nice guy. Like, the fact that in debates, he was like – or in, like, town halls, he said, did I answer your question? And he's like, Connie, he's like, well, come, come talk to me after afterwards, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk further about it. Like, that's look, a man, genuine dude. Look, we care about that. He's, he's, mm-hmm. hugging, he's hugging people with uh, – you know, with with serious issues, there's that picture of him uh, hugging that guy. He you put that dude with the, with the, that kid with the stutter at the Democratic convention. Like he seems like a genuine nice this is, person. And look, Matt, I'm just going to tell you this is a warning. As and again, I would say, and am I wrong in saying that you're sort of a white moderate, right? Like you're yeah. the, you 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 are. And again, it's not a bad. But thing. I will say this: I I do I am a hundred percent in. Odd, like the biggest thing that keeps me to the left and voting left all the time. I've never actually voted for the right. Um, and the biggest reason for that is social issues and the Supreme Court. Once that actually, if the Supreme Court actually changed to a, you know, democratic control, I might actually consider voting for the other side. Policy wise, happy to have those discussions. I always like to hear people out. You know, I don't think there's one right and one wrong way. But when it comes to actually social rights and things like that, um, you know, women's rights, all that, hundred percent on the on the left side. That's not really a discussion point for me. Right, but th- that's kind of my point, though. And I'm just saying, like, this is you got to see this from the side. Like, if you're if you want to see, you know, a more unified country. It's actually white moderates who have to pull their white brethren and sisters across the line of showing them why these social issues are important and why they matter. We can't do it, right? Minorities and LGBTQ plus people and women struggle to get these people on this other side to realize why us being taken care of and us being equal is good for everyone. And now you've got a chance as more people are more politically active than ever, because they are, right? More people have paid attention to politics. Look, I mean, hey, Donald Trump, all you want. He made all of us pay attention to this crap. All of us understand politics now more than we did four years ago, right? Yeah. So we now yeah, have he commanded to- attention. He commanded that yes. attention. So you now need white people. We've voted for Joe Biden. You can't just say our job is done. We did, like, again, because I feel like a lot of that with the Barack Obama was, well, we did it. We gave you a black president, right? That fixes it. We're done. Got a black guy as president. We're not racist. We don't have these ideals where we're where we're racist, but don't really realize that the things that we're saying or doing are actually racist systemic pro- policies, right? Because not all racism to me is direct and harmful. It's not just calling someone the N word, right? Like that's the easy form of racism. We're talking about the actual systemic changes that need to be made. That you need to realize, like you know, I know this maybe isn't exactly this doesn't exactly make my life easier, but it's more fair for everybody else. And that's my worry is that we're not going to get there with this. And that's why, to me, you going after this administration makes it fair. It makes everyone realize there are consequences if you do not do what's what's legal. 
because too many times we see i mean look I, I still believe that the that the police officers that are you know that are being charged with murder for murder for george floyd will get off i don't think that dude's going to jail so what do you do biden when that happens that guy gets off it's a good question i'm asking this rhetorically these are the things that he's going to be faced with. And but what he can? Yeah, that's true. He will have again, to make a statement. Again, right there, what you just said, what you're about to say is, what can he do? We've been, I've been hearing that. Black people have been hearing that for 200 years. What do you? No, I think okay. So let me let me revise that. I think the difference between him and the different the difference between him and Trump, if that does happen, he will come out and make a statement, and it'll likely be in in the in the camp of you know this is this is a miscarriage of justice, which is a horrible phrase, but. It's the best one, best one I got at the moment. Um, whereas Trump would probably empower the cops. He's like, this is justice for the cops, or and retweet some bullshit conspiracy theory, right? That's at least that's a step in the right direction. And you don't want to see it, but I wonder how you can do it. Like, is it, it so it's probably reform for like police immunities, right? If someone gets shot, if someone if a police officer kills somebody, boom, stop, everything stops. That person is off off the beat and you investigate regardless of the outcome. If someone loses their life, that's an investigation. The guy's innocent, he's innocent. If he's guilty, he's guilty. That's possible legislation, right? That also it's a little bit of a complicated process. Yeah, but again, to me it's like we keep the that keeps being that's always been used as excuses by the Democrats. Like for example, one of the things I'd love for to see them do is actually to try to come up with laws that regulate social media and regulate the media in general. Like, I think the media should be held responsible and it should be punishable if you actually say things that aren't true. How? I think that should be punishable. Like, like if for Fox News to just get out there and just openly repeat lies or sit here and peddle QAnon conspiracies, that should be there. There should be consequences for that in the media. And I believe that social media, Twitter should be held responsible if they don't act or Facebook should be held responsible if they don't act fast enough to sort of do what they're doing now, which is flagging things or saying things aren't true. or Because, again, they've got the data to fact check this. They've got the algorithms to go through and fact check things as people are posting them. And people in power specifically, right? Like, that's my point. Like, again, if someone wants to get on there and, and spout crazy um, conspiracy theories and it's just me and you, that's one thing. But when it's actually people in political power, that needs to be punishable. You can't just get out here and just lie. Like, like knowingly, openly lie about things that are just patently false. There needs to be legislation that's put through that protects the American people from this. Yeah, I <laughs> see. That's my point. Is that as a moderate, you sit here and go through. I go look. This is this is how you solve some of these problems. Is yeah, but this is again. That's when you come down to yeah, exactly. So there's places like NPR. I think I was reading because that's publicly funded. They can't, they, they have to report facts. Like they can't really have that. They are moderate. They are, um, in some way regulated. Um, in the case of something like Fox news, it's an independent company. There is a much larger shift that has to happen as a result. Like it's the same excuse saying, you know, what about, I'm not even going to say what about, let me just dial it back and say, um, as, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. I got pancakes on the mind. I don't know why. I got pan- old, old pancake brain. But it's conflicting with the matcha brain, which has got the antioxidants, so it's helping. Imagine if it was all pancakes. So basically, you can, if I was to propose something like a legislation and being like, okay, well, what if 
what if you said you you have to identify you if you're going to call yourself a news network then you have to be truthful you can't and then what happens to editorial well then does fox news change their name to just fox right does that solve anything or do people still follow it because then they say okay we're not news Again, and what, then they can is, still what, say their thing. So where, where's the line? Is that a step in the right direction? Because there, there's again, a possibility. Which again, like th- that's that's fine. That's a step in the right direction. But all I'm saying is that there, it, this what happened. I'm looking. This is what I mean by looking at the last four years and starting to go through what happened. Why is QAnon a thing? And why is people like Donald Trump basically not denouncing this, or the media not denouncing this? If you're Fox News. You have to say, you know what, look, we've done the fact checking and we found that none of this is true, right? Like that has to be a legal obligation for you to say, you know, look, these are conspiracy theories that are out there. We have an editorial department. We have a department that is a fact checking department that is required by every news outlet to basically go. And again, look, you can say something and it'd be untrue at the time, but then you have to come out and say, okay, look, we said this on this date, this time. This, we found that this is not true. You can find this information on our website, and that way anyone can go through if they read something on Facebook, and they can go in and they can look at these news organizations and get the truth. Because that's your job, is to tell the news. And sure, if Fox News wants to go through the thing and take the news off and just become Fox or become Fox political or whatever they want to name, then fine. But you can't – then next time someone sends me a news – a link from Fox, I go, well, that's not news. They've proven it's not news. They've said but they're who, not news. And then the other question is who who decides who? But and obviously you have to understand. You know you work under the assumption that fact is fact. That's true. Fact is fact. Everybody gave rightfully Kellyanne Conway shit when she said alternative facts four years ago. Just about right, three or four years ago. And that's one thing. But who's who's setting up those those systems? Those are still people. You know they're. It, it's an interesting line to walk, and this this is what the issue is. I didn't watch the the, the social dilemma. I don't know if I want to because I could kind of figure out where it's going to go, and it's just going to be really depressing. Um, and but does social dilemma lay out all the problems and give any sort of solutions, or is it all? It Actually, I haven't watched it either. But I think it's yeah. They they sort of go through from what I know about it. Right, they go through these all these guys that worked at these companies where they pretty much said, yeah, this is what we did. And it's kind of ruined everything. Yeah. Um, so how do you go back? This. Again, they were smart enough to build it. I believe they're smart enough to fix it. Yep. I really do. Like if you force Facebook to fix it, they'll fix it. You force Twitter to fix it. They'll fix it. Right. Like, they're if trying. You force- like actually on Facebook now, I'll tell you, this is, um, this is interesting. And it's not just Facebook, but Instagram as well. There are actually what in the hell? Um, Sorry, I just saw some weird pictures on Facebook. Uh, where is it? It's probably because I already saw it. But there was there was basically messages on Facebook from Facebook, not just this is not just um, from other people, but it actually said, yeah, it's not showing up anymore, probably because I already saw it before. But it was basically saying the this is how the election process is working. Everything is working as it's supposed to. These are the actual steps in an election. Yeah, so that's that's kind of they are there is an attempt. Yeah, that's my point is that there's intent, but you need to again you you need to accelerate. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna if you don't, if you don't, this is gonna happen four years from now. That should be the warning: is that we can never let what happened between 2016 and 2020 happen again. You look at all of it. 
And that means you look at the criminal side and you prosecute if necessary. You look at the social side and you put in things that need to be fixed. You look at, and again, to be fair, Donald Trump's economy, whether it was Obama's or his, the economy was very good under him until the last eight, nine months. But you need to keep up that momentum. Maybe some of those policies that he put there works fine, right? Look look at everything. You need to look at the last four years of the of, of this administration because it was so polarizing. And you need to make sure that it never happens again in the parts that were really damaging. That's that's what the last hour of this podcast has been me basically just trying to say, which means if you need to prosecute him, don't don't just forgive. You need to look yeah, at everything. I will not you need I to go yes. in. You cannot do half measures. You need to root this out. If Trump did good things, say he did good things. That's fine. Like, I'm cool with that, right? But if he's done criminal things, you can't just go, oh, well, you know, it'd be a lot of time to pro-. You say, hey, guys, look, I know it's expensive, but we need to, we're trying to make sure this never happens again. We need to make sure that these, that everything that is, is that everything that the president does is above board. And that way, you know, the next time anyone is president, whether it's Donald Trump or another Republican or Democrat or Dwayne Johnson, they have to follow or Kanye. They have to follow these rules. You cannot bend the rules. There is no, you know, the executive order or the Article 2, all the stuff that Trump kept telling us he could do. No, like there's laws and there's consequences for what he can do. He can use executive orders when necessary. He can't use them to do the nonsense he was doing. And he can't tie up the court system by just throwing things out there and hoping that someone else will litigate it for him. There's got to be things put in place that make sure Donald Trump can never exist. Donald Trump can come back and be president, but he's going to have to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and like I said, I don't disagree that if there is actual found criminal intent. You don't want to, you don't want to Benghazi Trump is all I'm saying. You don't want to go back and constantly litigate something that just because it keeps making him look bad, go for the facts, no, go again, for the actual shit that's lost, happened. Right? This is the exactly. biggest blow. Yeah. yeah. Was ego but to also keep happened. in mind that it was a, it was a bit of a squeaker more so than anything else. Still, if he won by a bit of a squeaker as well. So oh, hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But the expectation was that this is going to be a blowout. And we were going to destroy, and it was going to be like, I mean, I was predicting a 10 million differential in popular vote, and I didn't even expect that Biden would have the same turnout that he did. Like the turnout was extraordinary because of Trump and what kind of an asshole he is. But the fact that that many people came out and it was still that close is just showing that those people are there, the seeds are planted, and you just have to be a little bit careful in walking this line because- they're activated. They're now mad. Then they are afraid because of everything that he's planted in their minds over the last five years. Five years, because I'm including even before he was elected. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm getting at here. And I think, and I think all things can kind of be true that we're saying to an extent. And uh, it's going to be a very fascinating four years. Hell, it's going to be a fascinating two months because I think Trump's already saying that he's not going to concede. Which is going to be really yeah. fascinating, but, but so we're going to see how our established systems work. We're going to see how his supporters work. We're going to see all this stuff because if he does appear over three hundred, if he gets over three hundred electoral votes, that would be the best case scenario. Really tough to litigate one ish one state um, and overturn those results, let alone four states or five states if you're going to throw Michigan into the pot as well. Because why not? You know. Um, Recount the votes, do your thing. Everybody will contest elections and litigate if things don't quite go their way and it's close enough. Fine. That's cool. But 
in the hands of someone who's a notorious fire bomber, it's just going to be a, a little freaky for the next two months. But I think we'll get through it. I think everything's going to be. I think everything's going to work out as far as getting Joe into office. But once he's there, that's where like the real work starts, and it's going to be very interesting to see how how it moves forward. And I there's no silver bullets here, and you're working with a set of variables that we've never seen before. And therefore, I think it requires tactics that we've never seen before, but also it's going to be a, um, you're dealing with a kind of a delicate situation. Plus, keep in mind, those people have all the guns. So that's the other thing to think about. Yeah, again, they do, but you know, and that's why it's, just like, it's, the, it's the fear of this. Like, you can't just let fear win. You can't let- I'm not um, saying appease them because they have the guns. I'm just saying. No, but I'm, I'm just saying this in general with all of it, right? Like, again, I think Democrats are generally just a more fearful bunch of, oh, no, if we do this, something's going to happen. Oh, no, but what if we do this? And it's just like, you know- Did you, you read? Did you listen to all those lists of fears I just said? We're the fearful bunch? <laughs> yeah. But again, but they're fearful and it's irrational fear, but Democrats are- I mean, look, both sides are very similar. They've got more things in common than they have apart, I would argue, other than policy, right? Like, obviously, policy is what makes your party. Yeah, we're all people. We're all humans. But we're all people we've got more in common than not and you know look i i still don't have much faith in this because i believe that there's some things that have done america will worship the money over everything else Agreed. and there's a point of diminishing return with that right like i'm all for making money trust me i love the money i make it's great you're new zealand you're new zealand rich right What's but like? again new zealand awesome? rich in america is not good enough right. yet i'm very happy right like i'm very happy and again there's again don't New Zealand has some of the same problems when it comes to that. Of people yeah, and other problems. problems. Your peacock yeah, rampage. And, and possums, different possums with no O in the front of them. Like, New Zealand's got its issues. Freaky. but Yeah, monsters. Are people bludgeoning them with hammers. Listen to the two episodes back. You'll and see again, I would say, like, if you want to make a comparison, right? New Zealand overwhelmingly voted for their version of Joe Biden a month ago. It wasn't even close. It blew the, blew the other side out of the water wasn't even close. So New Zealand on a whole realizes, you know, together, and again, yes, it's 5 million people, and 5 million people, we, we've been arguing over, you know, 400 votes, and there's only 5 million people in this country. So, like, we've been arguing over the state of Pennsylvania, which has more people in it than New Zealand, more people voted in Pennsylvania than live in all of New Zealand, right? So, to be fair, <laughs> right, much different set of circumstances. Yeah. But yeah, Some, like I get, somebody I, posted I, on uh, on Twitter. You mentioned population. It just reminded me. Someone's like, uh, "How <laughs> there are some really dumb people in the world," and they're like, "How did five million people vote in Georgia when the population's only three point seven million?" And it's like, and then he posted this thing from uh, like a screen grab from Google, and it straight up says the country of Georgia, not <laughs> the state of Georgia. So yeah, look, I, I just yeah, I, if you want to ask me how I feel being overseas. I'm very happy to not be living in America right now. When your very base right. is uneducated white people, that's Scary. that's kind of the problem. That's why Scary. you might not but be able to. White people have been a problem since 1776. Sure, <laughs> sure. Not going to disagree with that one. We can we can agree on that point. Well. Let's do a little reddish, bluish, black. Yeah, and no, I, <laughs> I do. I hope it's it. I'm. I'm so. I'm. I, I, we got that last part out, and I'm. I'm happy if we go. I really am happy if this podcast goes back to what it used to be. Yep. Which was not having to be like, well, let's not talk about Trump because he said something else stupid. Like I would love just to be like, yeah, you know, uh oh, people fighting, people fighting in CNN. Look oh, at that. Shit. People in, people Why fighting. they fighting? Who's this? It's one guy oh, without oh, a mask. What's oh, going on? Oh, 
on the other side. Uh-oh. See, oh, this, is, this is what's happening. There's one dude this without what, a mask. What was this guy? This guy's holding his hands up. He's got something going on. Who's this guy in the orange, in the yellow? What's going on? Again, I, I don't think we're done. Philly's a rough neighborhood. It is. It's rough. Born and raised. Playground where I spent most of my days. <laughs> that's. I bet that's what Fox News is showing. They're just showing people fighting. You see, this is the kind of monsters we got. This yeah, is so what's I don't, happening. I don't think it's over. I'm just very happy to be living in a country that's not perfect, but definitely feels like it's on the right track as far as trying to make things generally more decent, more equal, more fair. They're trying. And now New Zealand is in a place where you can do this by policy because we don't have to get over the the vitriol and the hate, right? Like we can actually have a civil discussion about what we want to change. We don't have to deal with the squealing on either side. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I don't have much faith in America. If you want to know my honest opinion, I think this is, this is what the fall of the Roman empire kind of looks like to me. Again, obviously I wasn't around when the Roman empire fell, but I would say this is the closest I've felt to like, Oh, this is it. We're headed toward the end game of America here. Um, But I got a little hope because Joe Biden might be able to bring us back from the brink. We'll see. We'll see. Um, hell, he might. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. I'll tell you don't that uh, when we're not when we're not being recorded. I'll tell you after. Yeah, yeah, don't put that. Don't put that JoJo out there. The JoJo. The JoJo. The JoJo. The JoJo Juju. For an hour and 45 minutes. Let's get into some media therapy and let's try to end this under two hours. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, good idea. So enough of that shit. What are you? Uh, what are you watching? What are you playing? Are you doing any of it? <laughs> Did we talk about Borat on this podcast? About Borat? I talked a little bit about it because I because I watched and I and I actually and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was funny. Well, What'd you think? This, I don't actually find Borat funny. You don't. Oh, I see, don't. I I didn't really. I didn't go crazy over the first movie like others did, but there was there was quite a bit in this movie that I did really enjoy. Well, I. I, I, I enjoyed the fact that there was a bit more of a coherent story like the first one i don't even really remember there being a coherent story i mean it's 14 years ago but i also remember just being sort of like these outrageous almost like skits to try and get like the uncomfortable awkward you know of you sitting there and i mean this movie did it as well right like the and again for me i had a hard time trying to realize like what was real and what was fake because some of it obviously was not real and some of this was obviously like there's parts like the Rudy Giuliani thing felt very real. Like they were trying to sort of have a real interview with him. And then Sasha Baron Cohen comes in with this outrageous outfit. And then everyone starts to question what's happening. And then they sort of take that skit and turn it into a movie afterwards. Right. Um, But some of this, I didn't know what was real and what's not. So I figured that like the beauty pageant, the debutante ball thing was real. That that was hilarious. That was really funny. And I guess that's the thing, right? Because you're like, yeah, it's funny, but it's not like it's it's just kind of it's shock, right? It's shock humor. Yeah. It's not really like intelligent humor. It's humor that me and you could do just to see if it like it's more like, oh, look at the other side. They're so outraged. And it's just like, OK, I guess. But that's not really it's not cleverly funny, I guess, is my point. Like, it's just kind of like, what's the most shocking thing I can say to this group of people and see how they react? That's right. what it was. The the part of the the one part of that movie that I actually enjoyed the most is, and I want to see how much of this actually exists is the, um, is the Disney cartoon version of Trump and Melania that they made. 
because they they legit made this cartoon and i want to know how much of that cartoon exists because they should put that out I, I that got me every single time they showed more of it i don't know what your thoughts are on that yeah i mean it was look it's it's fun again that's what i mean that's the type of stuff that you're like okay that's funny but it's not yeah again i just it, it's, it was fine right i enjoyed that it had more of a story and it had bits in there like that but for the most part i'm just i wasn't really alice wanted to watch it i'm not a borat fan i would have never watched it if she didn't bug me about so did alice like it as someone who's not really uh, uh, like not american it seemed like a very much an american but everyone americans need to realize this our greatest export as americans is our pop culture is our media yeah i don't i don't i would say that me and you might realize that most americans don't realize that they don't the like the greatest thing we offer to the world is our media is our and soy, and soy. <laughs> yeah sure but we're which we're paying subsidies for so i wonder if those anyway let's not get into that go on but like that's kind of the thing right like our media is what people so people know more about america by the media and the things they watch on tv than they know of anything else right like i would say people don't know much about new zealand other than maybe like oh yeah that's where lord of the rings was filmed yeah. but like it's media right people connect with media and so this is one of those things that i think enough people they see, and again, especially when you go to South in, in in America, right? You get sort of the cartoonish draw and all that stuff, and you sort of see the more outrageous parts of America, where it's like people are just like, okay, yeah, that's fine, that that's yeah, yeah, sure, buy guns, do this, do that. That's what people see because that's the stuff that we make fun of as Americans. So they see that it's like, well, that's sort of the worst of your people, and so yeah, I think they, re- they relate to it, um, but. Or sorry, they they understand it, they get the humor, but they maybe don't relate to it the same way that we do. If that makes okay. sense. Yeah, sure. I get it. Got it. Oh uh, so yeah, so I watched Borat. Um, it's all right. And then I've been watching this election coverage, so that was the only thing I took a break from. And we've been playing more Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm assuming we'll do a bit this morning. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's been my media. Nice. Yeah, I um, I I watched um. I watched Mandalorian season two, episodes one and two. Mando. Mando. Is it, is it, can you tell that Pablo has quit or is it not yet? He's still in it. He hasn't quit yet. The The actor, the main actor quit. Oh, that's not the same dude. And the, like at some point he's no longer him because he wanted to have less of the mask on and they told him no. Who's the guy? Mandalorian actor. Wow. Interesting. No, he did yeah. not quit. Oh, I thought he quit. See, Here's fake news. <laughs> yeah, who said that? No, okay, so this is from Inverse. No, Pedro Pascal did not quit The Mandalorian. Oh, okay, well, look at that. See, already a problem. But once a simple Google search for The Mandalorian shows all articles claiming Din Djurin himself, Pedro Pascal quit halfway through filming season yeah. two, complaining about not being able to show his face. Showbiz rumors are one of the most prolific. The rumor is... Pascal's departure started with infamous leaker Grace Randolph, who claimed fucking Grace, who claimed, yeah, because <laughs> I heard that white he women act- fucking things up again. All claimed to have half of Mando's scenes in season two were filmed by his body double after Pascal complained about not getting to show his face. This doesn't exactly scan with past interviews. The one that Pascal's two body and stunt doubles, uh, who said the Mandalorian star is incredibly cooperative. Uh, so yeah. Apparently it's not true. Okay. So anyway, never mind. Scratch that. Um, cool. So how is it? Uh, it's fun. The funny criticism from the last episode was like, oh, it's 
the actual through line isn't quite clear and it's just a lot of monster of the week type stuff. And it's like they heard that criticism and doubled down <laughs> because in both episodes, there's literally a monster that has to be fought. <laughs> the The objective is clear. So the through line's kind of straightforward because the I feel like the first season kind of teed up what's actually happening. So there's one overarching goal and it's just like, okay, here are the bumps along the way to reach that goal. The pace that this is going makes me feel like this second season is not going to have a satisfying conclusion, but I enjoy the fun romps in space, right? That's what, that's what makes this fun. This is star Wars. I said it when I was, what I said, how I felt about, um, the rise of Skywalker, the star Wars movie where halfway through the movie, I had the revelation where I was like, man, star Wars is a bunch of bullshit, but I am here for it. Right. As long as it's, it's more character driven. It's people having fun. It's, it's, it's fun popcorn blockbuster action. And what's making this resonate more now than ever is the fact that you can't go to movies anymore. And I love going to the movies. And the thing I love getting to see in movies is over the top blockbuster movies. That's the best thing to see in a theater. You know, I'm not going to a movie theater to see Roma. It's not, it's not enhancing the experience. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, so, but I want to see, but goddamn right. I want to see fast and furious. I want to see star Wars. I want to feel like I'm in space when I, when I see these movies. So the fact that this is being trickled out and giving me that kind of drip feed as a way to, it, it feels like it's kind of tidying me over. So the second it started and you get that soundtrack going and you see you're in Tatooine at the beginning, it's like you, you get, you get a little bit of the feels and I, and I was happy and I was happy to have it. And uh, so I think it came at the right time. It's um, it's a fun romp, so to speak. It's not going to change your opinion on the series. Like I said, it's more of that monster of the week stuff. But I enjoy that. You know, I grew up. I grew up on Power Rangers, so that that shit is literally monster of the week as well. Yep, and sure you got is. and you got Baby Yoda, who's always doing that stuff as well. So I'm cool with it. It's fun. If you like season one, you're gonna like this one. It's it's Mando going around shooting things, and Baby Yoda getting into all sorts of weird shit, right? And I got to say, Baby Yoda, a terror. He's a terror. He's a terror <laughs> in episode two of this of this season. He is he is he is the monster. I'm going to say that right now. He's the monster. OK, he is the do cause of just, all the problems. Do they still just call him the child or have they started calling him Baby Yoda? No, they call him the child because they don't they don't know what he they don't know what his race is. Yoda also was the thing's name. So the fact that we call him Baby Yoda doesn't make any sense. It was just, it would be like if every baby was Baby John. Yeah. Do we know do do we know what Yoda's uh I guess Yoda's his race is never told, right? So uh, that's part of let's, the, like, I'm is it sure ever told it's in the, some sort of so let's see. Yeah. There's something called the Wikipedia. Yes, I've seen that before. So I'm gonna go there. If whether or not what is Yoda's like? Is, so did they say Yoda, in a book that there's a? Yeah, I would assume it like race is one of these things here. Uh, let's see. So physical description, species. Yeah. Okay. What's a species? You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Species Daniel. unknown. Species. Yoda's species. <laughs> it's unknown. Series creator. So here we go. <laughs> so this is in Wikipedia. Says series creator George Lucas opted to have many details of the character's life history remain unknown. Yoda's race and home would have not been named in any official media mechanical or otherwise and he is merely said to be of species unknown by the star wars databank so yeah so he is just the child no one knows what yoda is and i don't think they'll ever tell us right so the child will always just and that's kind of fun i'm okay with that i think it's fun yeah it's cool you don't need answers to everything it's okay and that's and that's and it works 
for this type of uh, for this type of show. But yeah, the first uh, the first two episodes, the first one was directed by John Johnny Favs, you know, your buddy always coming back. Yep. The second one was directed by Peyton Reed, the guy, oh, okay. the director of Ant-Man. Yeah. And Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, yeah, they've, they've been pretty good. They've been fun. Um, I've, I haven't been bored. You even get uh, Timothy Oliphant in the in the first episode. He's always fun on screen. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant's been in. He's he's in Fargo as well. He just kind of starts appearing in stuff. <laughs> it's very interesting. Oh, he just kind he's of good. pops I up think, or something. I think he's underrated, but he's he's in a I lot think he's of underrated TV as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I quite uh, I quite enjoy him. So he's he's solid in this. You know, it's just it's just a fun show. Haters gonna hate. What's interesting is going to like the Star Wars subreddit afterwards just being like what do these people think about it because they'll point out a whole bunch of easter eggs that i don't know shit about because i'm usually watching this stuff and they'll nod to things like what what the fuck are they talking about because i didn't read any of the books or i didn't finish knights of the old republic i gotta go back and really yeah because it was i wasn't into rpgs at the time when it came out so i kind of missed that moment but i'm 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 ready to jump in get back into it i also have this weird thing about extra star wars stuff i don't know what it is i prefer like the original yeah. stories you want like the, you don't want because i read the i read a few of the books and stuff so i've i've ventured outside of like the original star wars stuff so yeah yeah so it's like if someone giving like it's the difference between if you put like mass effect all in 100 percent loved it because it was like this cool unique story but when you're going into the star wars thing it's like i like the movies but i wasn't really at the point where i like i didn't need more than it i suppose but now I'm at the point where, okay, it feels a little more focused, less overwhelming, and I can I can enjoy these extra extracurricular Star Wars experiences. But yeah, the game, uh, I mean, the, the, the show's fun. It's good. It's more of the same. No one's doing anything anymore because of because uh, COVID's getting worse and you got to stay inside. And, it, and it, may, may, it may get cold. It may not get cold. But if you're inside, you need to kill a couple hours. Mando is back in the Pando. Uh, also... I've been playing, uh, let's see, I finished Watch Dogs 2. I said that correctly. Watch Dogs Legion is out, which is watched, which is the third one, but I finished Watch Dogs 2 in preparation for that. I'll probably jump into Legion when I get my Xbox Series X, which I'll have on Tuesday. I'm excited about that. I've never been less excited about a next-gen platform, but it's coming and it'll be there. And uh, and I've also, so I've gone back to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is a great game. I've slept I'll I've slept on it for too long, but it's on Game Pass. Still one of the best deals you could possibly get. It's insane. But if you have any affinity towards um, Castlevania games, uh, Symphony of the Night, this is made by the same guy. It came out like what 2 years ago now. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's on Switch. I'm playing on Xbox. Um and it it actually looks really good on a with 4K HDR. But if you're looking for that kind of kind of game if you want that if you have that itch at all really really well done very good game a lot a lot of meat on those bones so check those out check those out and that's it that's all i got look at that minute minute 40 left before we uh before we turn to a pumpkin and hit two hours heavy politics i really do uh yeah (laughs) we'll try to we'll, we'll try to keep it light and fun we could talk about that shouty lady next week if we want um but otherwise <laughs> we'll uh i forgot all about that we didn't even this get is, to that this is a this is an extraordinary week because we've had the election and the election just dragged on pretty long so i think it's out of our systems the 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 national nightmare i don't think it's over no but we've basically waken up after a few uh after taking a, a couple of 
couple more sequels than we needed to, and we got that groggy morning ahead of us. So let's look forward to uh, to brighter days, but it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. I think uh, we still got to deal with the shouty man for another two months, but keep the head up. So let's, let's all come together. All right. Here's the thing. Come together. I got to work on a Joe Biden impression. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Review us, get the dollar, tell other people about it. Uh, and that's it. I'm going to end it right there. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll play a hopeful song at the end of this one, just like I did at the end of the, the fun national podcast I did four years ago. And until next week, this podcast is My love is stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. My love is stronger than yours. Hate will ever be. And my faith is deeper than yours. It's deeper than yours. It's deeper than yours My faith is deeper than yours Doubt will ever be We move through the world Like shooting stars across the sky